What's up, Craig? <laughs> All right. We are back. This is episode eight. Eight, I want to say. Episode eight of Breakpoint, a tennis podcast. Very nice. Um, we have just found out that we actually have listeners. So shout out to you guys, whoever shout you are. Shout out to the Philippines. Yeah, shout out to the Philippines. Apparently 27% of our listeners are in the Philippines. So big shout out to the Philippines right now. Thanks for <laughs> holding islands, us down. <laughs> yeah, the islands, baby. We got you. Um, all right. Let's get into this, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel good music, baby. You feel good today. This is an aristocracy. I'm Socrates, but my skin more chocolatey. What's up, woo? That's so old. I'm in a speedboat in my boots. I swear my whole collection's so cool. I might walk in no boat. Fire flames for sure. If anyone wants to know what that song is, it's Kanye West, See Me Now. It was a bonus track on My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Look it up. Banger. That's Check a deep that cut. Out. That's a deep cut. That's a deep album cut. Yeah. All right. It has been a while since we have potted. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I actually feel guilty about it because we have listeners. But That's uh, true. Sean's Leave been hanging. busy with school and I've been busy with work. And anyway, we're here. We have to get everyone caught up on Rome, the events right. that happen in Rome. Uh, I don't really care to talk about hamburg too much nothing too notable has happened yet it's uh thursday september 24th right Right. today so um we're like halfway through hamburg with the french open draw just came out today rome finished like monday so like three days ago um and the last time we spoke to you we we were in the round of 16 at rome so it was before a lot of big events, actually. Um, before Rafa lost, before Shafa let me down again, um, Novak inevitably won, yeah. and you know, a lot happened. Yeah. So I mean, so, all in all, I think nothing too surprising. I'd say <laughs> everything kind of going. I mean, there's some. It's kind of like unsurprising events happen, but the end result was kind of unsurprising in a sense. Honestly, the only two things I really want to talk about are, are three things. Diego beating Rafa and playing like the match of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about Chapo. Just like, uh, man, it just hurts me so much, man. He should have. It was just like the U.S. Open, his match. You know, we're just going to start there because I'm, I'm pissed. Um <clears throat> So Shapo beats Dimitrov and gets to the quarterfinals, or is it the semifinals? Quarterfinals. No, semifinals. Semis. He gets to the semis. Wow, that was his quarterfinal match. Okay, so yeah, so so he gets to the semis and he plays Diego Schwartzman, who just beat Rafa. So Diego Schwartzman's hot, right? Mm -hmm. And I think he dropped the first set in a tight one, but I think he was down an early break. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I had a feeling he was going to fight back. And he generally does. If he drops the first set, he, he's going to at least give you a tight second set. Yeah. Um, he came out the second set. got a. I think he was up a couple, maybe one break, and then he got broken back. This match was, was truly a break fest, and I watched every second of it. Like It might have been match of the year. Um, but yeah, like every time Shafo got a break in a set, Diego would come right back and break him back. The last set had like 7,000 breaks, breaks <laughs> of serve. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and the quality of play, it was just amazing. It was Shafo just like redlining until the last set. He was redlining, hitting all the lines. Um, he, he was being forced to, to play the match aggressive because Diego just doesn't miss. Like straight up, he just does not miss. He does not commit unforced errors. So it was a really. Uh, I think if this match was like on hardcore, I think Shafa would have won. Right. And I still think it would have gone to three. But the problem that I saw once it got to the third set was that Shafa was getting tired, and Diego could. He, I mean, he's a clay court. I wouldn't say he's a clay court specialist because he's good on hardcore too, but he's way better on clay than on hard. Because, because he gets all that extra time. And the biggest thing that I noticed in this match was that Shapo's weapons just couldn't hit Diego. Like, he couldn't hit through the court to beat Diego. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because the clay makes the ball bounce up higher. Yeah. So, so, you know, the whole match was basically just Diego not making an error and Shapo having to force the winner to actually get a point. Or yeah. to just force an error by pulling him out wide or just blasting him through the court. Um, and it was amazing tennis. Like, like near the end there, the rallies were getting extremely long. But you could see those, those, uh, those rallies taking a toll on Shap. He, at the end, I mean, it was an interesting third set because he kept breaking Diego's serve. And Diego just kept breaking it back. Yeah. Like, right back, right after. It was just like, break, 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 break. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just, he just, it's just hard to win a match when you're being forced to hit the winners, but you're gassed and you don't, you can't hit the winners anymore. Yeah. And all I mean, it I takes just... is like one or two errors and it's, and in the tiebreak, especially, and Diego's got you beat, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I could, I could totally imagine Chapo getting more tired than <coughs> uh, Schwartzman, you know, just because you're right. I mean, the way, um Chapo plays i'm surprised he doesn't get more tired more often i feel like because he plays so i mean Throws he's really going for it. it yeah he's really going for it you know um i at the end of the day though i think this is a good look for Chapo. i i mean he's got he's gotten pretty he went deep in the u.s open he went pretty deep here at uh, rome i mean i think he's playing probably his best tennis i'd say um at the point at this point i mean we'll he see definitely how he is and he cracked the top 10 after the result this week mm-hmm. that's right um Oh, I just want to say also, I'm not trying to discredit Diego Schwartzman at all. Um, I mean, he played a great, amazing match too. But I, I really do think that matches like this, Diego is basically saying like, Chapo, this is in your hands to win it or lose it. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it really hard for you to win it, basically. Yeah. I mean, Diego is, I mean, clearly was on fire at that point. I mean, coming off a win off against the doll, his first win against the doll, I think. Um, yeah, and it was his career. Yeah, yeah, that's and crazy. I mean, 
he played well. I mean, um, unfortunately, he had to go against two Titans on his way to trying to win his first 1,000 Masters. But um, I, you know, I think it's there's no shame in losing to Schwartzman. I think in the semis for Chapeau, I think Schwartzman is playing a lot better. He was honestly, I'd say he was struggling really hard on the hard court, the two hard court mm-hmm. tournaments before this at the U.S. Open, first round exit, and uh, I think second round exit at the at Cincinnati. So. You know, I, I wasn't really sure if he, when he was going to find his groove again. But, I mean, he's kind of proved – Schwartzman is kind of proving himself again why – you know, he is, he is you know, someone that you don't want to play against in a sense most of the time, you know. I keep he's saying, always- if he was just a little taller, this guy would be, like, consistent. I think he is top 10 or close to it. But he'd be, like, top 10, top 5 if he just had a little more, like, physical power. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean yeah. – yeah, I think his. I mean, I think he's learned to play with his height, though. To be honest, it's, I, I at this point, I wouldn't. I don't. I don't think it's right. I thought it actually team. helped him in that last match. Did it? For, he for he reason. literally he uh, not the last match, the Chapo match mm-hmm. is that he he could hit the ball as hard as he wanted, you know, from anywhere in the court, and it was going to land in. And maybe that's because he doesn't have that extra power, you know? Like, it allows him to hit out all the time because he doesn't have to worry about hitting it out of the court, you know? Maybe. I mean, it's hard to tell. At the same time, it's not too hard. I mean, he also hits, like, a really consistent ball, too. Yeah, yeah, he does. So, um, yeah, man, that was a great match. That was a really good match. And the match before it was good, too, although... I will say Rafa was not on his best game and Diego yeah. was on his best game. It kind of just took that to align a little bit. Rafa having an off day and Schwartzman having a really good day, you know? I mean, sometimes that's what that's all it takes and sometimes that's what you need to beat, you know, someone like Rafa on clay kind of deal. Yeah. So What do I you mean, think this means for his French Open run? I I man, it's weird because this is obviously the first showing of Rafa. Since in you know, coming back from the break, Australian so, Open was the last time we saw him, I think. Yeah, and so you know, uh, I I don't want to count him out at all <laughs> at his tournament. This is his tournament, basically, the Rafa Nadal Open. So I don't, I I'm holding my reservations, but I think he'll make it deep regardless. I I don't see him getting knocked out before. Honestly, besides team and Djokovic, I don't see anyone else knocking out Nadal. At least, it, I mean, if we're talking forward, speaking of his eighth of the bracket. So you still have him, the one one favorite, number one, uh, even after this this early-ish loss in Rome? Or do you have him? Yes. I guess we very... can save this for later, yeah. too. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm just... I guess I'm wondering, do you think this match has any impact on his French Open, or do you think it was just kind of like a it happens. I I don't think it does. I if anything, I'd say that it it makes it gives us, it may even give his, him more of a chance, really, because in a sense that sometimes those losses you learn so much from it and really you know really pushes you to work harder. Rafa is one of those guys that I'm sure once he loses, he just goes to the courts and just starts hitting more. Yeah, and more. it's practicing even harder. Yeah, so I I don't in a sense I don't put any weight on this loss. I mean, of course he won. And you know, but if we remember last year, he didn't win. I don't think he won a single clay court tournament last year until the French Open. Really? I oh no no he beat he beat Novak in Rome. He beat Novak in the Rome final, I think. He won Rome twenty nineteen. 
Let's I see. think so. It was like a three-set match, and there was like a weather delay or something in the middle of that match. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fine. I, I yeah, Rafa Nadal won. It. Yeah, that's right. He yeah. did win. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I don't think it'll be a problem for him. I don't think this tournament is like a bad sign at all. To be honest, I think people are just over. They're here to overreact. Is what I want to say. <laughs> As they always are. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think it was either Rafa or Djokovic. And I think the end of the tournament result is not very surprising, I'd say. I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, I so I've been doing these draws for like three years now where I just fill out a draw. And it started a couple of years ago where if it was like, if it was on clay, I'm picking Rafa. And if it's hardcore, it's probably going to be Novak or Fed. Mm-hmm. and then grass i'll pick fed right but then as the years have gone by i noticed that every tournament that novak's in i i automatically just have him winning it and and he wins most of them yeah like, he does I, I so i started watching tennis in 2011 which is right when he became dom dominant you know that was like his breakout year right right yeah and I've never seen someone so fucking dominant. Like, I don't know how the Roger days were before, and I wish I got to see him because I love Roger, but this is, it's like automatic. Yeah. It's like, pretty insane, honestly. It, I mean, I've never seen anything remotely close to this level of dominance for yeah. a decade. Mm-hmm. I, it's strange. I mean, I don't know. Th- I mean, this is, of course, thinking long term and more of a legacy point of view, but. I mean, in a sense, tennis may have found its true goat, really. I, I mean, people I have know, their favorite, it's but, sad, but I, I mean, ten- individual sports especially are much easier to compare by the numbers, I think. Yeah. And especially His numbers are for, ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, there's so many records that I don't know if anyone can break that are that he he currently owns or will own at one point. I mean, of course, he doesn't own the stuff like the Grand Slam record or anything but it's very plausible he ends up retiring with that uh title that that might be the only record that he i mean i i still think he'll get it but like i mean in t- the only ones i can think where he won't get it is like total tournaments one at like 110 to beat jimmy connor's like that's mm-hmm. pretty hard one to do like you're watching raj get close but i don't think he's gonna do it either but like Weeks at number one, I think he's already like guaranteed that record. Just yeah, I because mean, he has so many points stacked. Yeah, and, and no he's already one, number two now. Yeah, and I think he's still going on too. I don't think Rafa is really the only one that's going to come close to winning as many thousand master tournaments as him. And I don't again, honestly, yeah. I don't think Rafa's a threat off of clay anymore. Yeah, I don't think like he, even yeah. when he won the U.S. Open last year, but like. I don't know, man. Like he, he just—he'll win a couple hardcore tournaments, like one or two a year. But I don't have him getting anything more than that anymore. Yeah, but we'll see. I mean, uh, I'm sure Djokovic just looks at ma- at tournament to tournament. So I guess uh, right now he's focused mainly on clay because clay. I guess after Roland Garros, are they switching back to? Do you know? Well, I guess that's, for, uh, that's another I topic. Don't know. Sure well, I think talk. it might be going back to hard, and it's mm-hmm. like indoor hard season. Right. Yeah. But um, what was I going to say here about Novak? Oh, yeah, he only dropped 
one set the entire tournament. <laughs> and that was to uh Dominic. It was the Domi, that... but it was the other Domi. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Dominic Kopfer. Yeah, that's and, right. Oh man. And like that's just how dominant Djokovic is. It's like he might you he dropped a set to Dominic Kopfer, but there was no doubt who was gonna win that match. Yeah. Like Although, no doubt. I mean, that's I mean, you know, it really does show you that they can have off days though. I mean, of course that's an off day for Djokovic and um he has a bad day like that against somewhat of a higher caliber. It really could mean the end of his tournament run. I mean, that's just something to think about, you know. I think we we see now that Nadal and Djokovic, you if you if you examine them under a microscope, of course there are going to be days where they just don't play well. And so it's yeah. very possible that all it takes is one bad day for them to be out of a big tournament, like even Roland Garros. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Djokovic at the end of the day, unfaltered, winning his 57th, I think, thousand master. How many does he have now? No, he has 37. Or oh, sorry, not 50. yeah, not 57. Um, 37, excuse me. 37, 36, yeah, yeah something like that. Also, uh, a interesting thing, if he wins the French Open this year, which I think he will, I think this is the, the second time he's going to get it, he will have two of every major tournament. Right. Does anyone else have that record? No one is even close. Yeah. Well, like, I, I think mean, Roger I think is off, the off second them. closest. No, because well, no, no, Rafa doesn't have um the variety of titles that roger does oh but he has rafa has two of the u.s oh he only has one australian right but he's missing a lot of the masters oh i see oh sorry i see you're including the masters yeah yeah yeah. so it's just like olympics uh grand slams masters and year-end championships right which is also one that he hasn't won so like fed is the second closest and he needs to win nine more tournaments (laughs) to win two of Two of everything. Yeah, that's like, uh, that's a tough ridiculous, man. Like he's he's so good. It, it's like he's just cold blooded, man. Like he's just so efficient. Like he's just the efficient killer. Like mm-hmm. this uh, Schwartzman match. I mean, it's just like Novak is just throwing in drop shots whenever he wants. I mean, he he's got good disguise on the backhand drop because he comes into it. Until he starts coming down on the ball, it, it's a similar backswing to his uh, his normal backhand. Yeah. And then the dude, he, on top of like the drop shots, he's 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 got a good serve now. It's not like an excellent serve, but it's a it's a good serve. Like it's it's he gets a lot of aces. He can place it well. He hits it pretty hard. Like it's definitely in like the top five percent of serves on the tour, I think. And then on top of that. You just see him just blasting the lines and like with so much uh, margin for error too. Like he really mm-hmm. goes for the ball, but there's no worry that he's going to start spraying it ever. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Although I will say that uh, we have yet to see Djokovic play against, I mean, play against Nadal, honestly. Uh, I, I won't say, I don't want to say that his run was very easy. At like suit like easy at Rome, but it was not the toughest run. I want to say. I mean, it's he not played... a tough run, but yeah. I, I de- I'm not a believer in the defaulting, or not defaulting. I know you're not defaulting him for it, but like it's like okay, that's a bad choice of like words. Also, him. um, yeah, 
discredited as a better <laughs> yeah, version. Yeah, I think the is all about defaulting. Uh, Don't worry about that. Me, Novak. I'm sorry about that if you're listening. <laughs> but... Uh, like i don't like it when people are like oh that was an easy draw tournament like i i I just hate that argument because at the end of the day like you look at the paper and he won seven matches in a row at a tournament and he beat the top blah 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 players in the world like Mm -hmm. you know Um, i yeah i agree to a certain extent i guess when you're playing dominic coper in the quarterfinal it's yeah, and cast. I mean, Casparud, of course, he likes clay, but that's Casparud in the semis. I mean, I I oh, agree. Yeah. You can't always just look at uh, who you played against. Like, man, <laughs> you know what? Easy... Maybe for this draw, we sh- yeah we, we can give it a, a pass. You know? Yeah, because like you have to think that say... obviously these other players had to beat other players to get here. But I think there is a huge jump between other players <laughs> and playing Rafa, especially on clay. So that's yeah. why I think. I mean, he's going to. I I would I only imagine. Obviously, holy fuck, this yeah. is a ridiculously okay. I, you know, I just ignore everything I said in the last five minutes. <laughs> Salvatore Caruso, yeah. Philip Krajinovic, mm-hmm. Dominic Koper, Casper Ruud, Diego Schwartzman. Yeah, boy, the highest ranked player in that group at the time of the tournament was Schwartzman, and he was like seventeen or fourteen. He's thirteen. I- Thing. I think he's ranked to but, in the world. Or, uh, but know. now he's 13. But last oh, week before, when the tournament yeah. was happening, I think he was yeah. like 17. So he played alone. And that's I and mean, that's what I'm saying. You know, he he got to miss out on playing. Obviously, Nadal. Sitsipas got knocked out a little early. Med, Med Medi got knocked out pretty early. Or no, Medi didn't play. Excuse me. Medi didn't play. Team didn't play. Uh, Zverev didn't play. Like, I mean, I, I of course I don't want to discredit him, but you, you have to admit that you're missing a quite a high caliber amount of players. Yeah, dude, not nah, I'm gonna take back my five minutes ago for sure. Like this <laughs> is for a Masters one thousand tournament yeah. on clay, this is probably the easiest draw I've ever seen, actually. Yeah. Well wait till you see his Roland Garros draw. No, I know I saw it and I was like, bro, <laughs> this is so rigged, bro. Like what the yeah. fuck? I mean, do you want to move on to Roland Garros? I mean, I think there's nothing more to say about him. I have. So I want to say two things. I want to say hamburgers happening right now. That's right. And I want to say, what the fuck is going on with Benoit Pair, bro? Like, this guy has had COVID for like five (laughs) months now, bro. Well, he got it it again. He He got booted at the US Open. Right. Then he played in the tournament before this before rome and he didn't he default his match or something and he also in cincinnati i think he lost 6-0-6-0 like he just <laughs> defaulted that match too yeah this guy has has been having covid and affected by covid for like two months now and he's played every tournament yeah i <laughs> i want to say oddly enough i don't think the other tournaments are doing as good of a job as the u.s open one because I mean, they're letting a lot more people in. I mean, Rome uh, had, oh, I mean, had a in the semis fun. and the final, yeah. it had fans. Yeah, and then in Hamburg, I think there are a lot more fans than there should be, honestly. Yeah, um, I, this makes me very uncomfortable. And the French Open said, you know, like earlier this week, they said they planned to have ten thousand fans on yeah. the grounds, and now they've reduced it to one thousand. I so mean, like, still a thousand people yeah. is like way too much people that I'm comfortable with. Mm-hmm. You know. Like so, I don't understand is the virus is not nowhere near as bad in Europe or like I what the hell is going getting, on? I mean this is now this is just getting like uh I I'm not really sure because you know with 
with everyone saying different things, it's hard to tell, but I've heard that Europe is seeing a spike at this point in time again. Yeah, there's like a second a second wave. Yeah. So why are they doing this? Like I don't know. I think they've got the bubble, go ahead man. open. The already. Bubble's the way to go. Exactly. Yeah. I I don't know. I think it's a little different here because in the US we've seen we've seen um uh I guess we've seen the uh the positive the positive outcomes of doing bubble sports i mean basketball does it although the nfl doesn't do it here in these states which mm -hmm. is strange i think it's of course the mlb NFL doesn't, doesn't either that's true i guess the i guess basketball is really the only one in the u.s open as far as tennis and cincinnati and yeah, I, I think mean, hockey did a bubble too yeah so i i mean it's i don't know i i'm not sure if sports i mean because how a lot of sports organizations make money is through selling tickets you know and yeah I don't know. It's it's a lot more politics than it needs to be, I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But, but... Um, this Benoit Pair thing is just perplexing to me, bro. Like, this guy has not shown <laughs> any sign of not having COVID. He yeah. tested positive in Hamburg twice. Twice. <laughs> Although, I think at the end, when he played, though, he actually, test, he actually tested negative, I think. Uh, but still, like, yeah, I know, I, I don't know. know. Like, I get it. and you know what happened too? He defaulted that match or something. He did, yeah. Like, I he was just too tired. He couldn't play. I think probably the effects exactly. Of COVID. Like, yeah, they, the signs are there. Like, don't yeah. let this motherfucker in your tournament. This guy <laughs> is the COVID man. <laughs> he's, like, COVID, bro, he's COVID personified. He's COVID nineteen. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm just losing my mind at this shit, bro. Oh shit, that's pretty funny. I don't know. I mean. Yeah, I don't think Ben Perez he's not a name that I really care for as far as looking at tournaments anyways. He's he's good the for the stylish life. Frenchman. Yeah. Honestly. The Frenchman I mean, henchman. When's the last tournament he even won, honestly? Has he even I mean how many titles does this guy even have? He's like, actually he won? won like I think like ten titles. You're kidding. Yeah, they're all small titles, I think. But you know, he, he wins the ones that he should win. Nine titles. No no no. Singles. Three titles. Three. Yeah. Six runners up. Okay, okay, I definitely overhyped it, but still, three titles. That's you know. That's yeah, not bad. that's right. You're right. That's. I mean, it's better than a lot of people. You know. So. All on clay too, which is huh. weird. I always thought of him as a hard court player. Yeah. Okay, well, we mean, need to stop talking about Benoit Perez. Yeah, because we've him. talked about him longer than everyone else so far, <laughs> <laughs> and he hasn't even played. <laughs> Man, maybe we love Benoit Perez. Actually, yeah. maybe, maybe I do love him. I'm falling for his uh, pop's collar. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess do you? I mean, as far as Hamburg, I think um, it's it is it's a good showing for a lot of the players. I think that will eventually obviously play at Bowling Garros. I mean, City Pass playing well uh, on clay, which is a good sign for him. Finally. Um, Ugo Finally. Bear Hopefully, we don't jinx that shit. Oh right, but I mean, I don't know. City Pass, yeah, he's had a, he's had a couple. Unlucky, he's kind of been up and down, you know. Like, yeah. like one tournament he goes deep, and then the next he's out first round. Um, you know, I'm looking back at his results the last year, and I'm kind of disappointed. Right. Well, I mean, we'll see. Uh, I mean, yeah, I he plays Dusan tomorrow. Yeah. Another clay quarter because he just got past Pablo Cuevas, who's another clay quarter as well, I believe. So yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of Dusan... clay court specialists though, so. Dusan, he beat Karen Hachinov 6-1-6-2 today. Man, he's I, I, I think Karen Hachinov or Karen, whatever it is, 
Yeah. He's overhyped as fuck because I watch his game and I see nothing exceptional. I agree. Yeah, I like I like they were saying he's a big power player, but his ball doesn't look powerful. Yeah, play. exactly. Exactly. It, it's like a straight line bullet with mm-hmm. no disguise. Like you know where he's gonna go because he has to turn his whole body the direction that he's gonna hit. He he doesn't hit it like super hard, and there's no crazy spin or anything on it. It's just so. How is he seated at all these tournaments so high? Like, how does he I win think, matches? I do think he's he's <clears throat> excuse me he's falling under the victim of you know there's there's different echelons of like players different tiers. There's and, levels to this shit. Yeah, there's levels to this. Shit. Well, there's and, levels to this shit. <laughs> uh, and you know, in a sense, you can beat a lot of the unseated players and maybe even lower seated players by just being a consistent. Uh, kind of just standard tennis baseliner exactly yeah. but to be a great tennis player you need to have like we've said before you need to have a weapon and that's just something i don't think he has i don't think there's anything he can rely on to forcibly win points when he needs to and so that's where it leaves him in the kind of in the middle ground i want to say like where he's a player of course you know he'll he can give you a good match and he'll he can even push like uh, top tier players but he'll push the, the day, younger top tier players but i think the experienced players they know how to beat uh, Karen Hatchinov. Yeah. So I think he's going to hang around there for a little bit until he can kind of figure out how to really, really win points on his like terms, you know? Yeah. I agree. I just don't see anything that puts him above everyone else at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so-, so he lost to Dusan. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see if, if there's anything. Oh, also, I, I want to talk about Felix. Oh, well, I really want to talk yeah, about I mean, Felix because he, I had a, I had a, a revelation about his game, um, when he lost yesterday. I was watching the highlights, and and I think I watched part of the match too in the morning. But uh, so you remember we watched him destroy Andy Murray at the U.S. Open. That's right. Like mm-hmm. an exceptional match. Like we were like, this guy's the future of the game for sure. Mm-hmm. Like. He hits the ball so hard with so much spin. Like I, I remember there's on one of the highlights, the U.S. Open Andy Murray, um, Felix match highlights. Yeah. He he hits a return of Murray's serve. You can't even see the ball, and yet you see it dip in the line, and it's so clearly in. But he hits it so hard that you don't even see it. Like how do you beat that? But watching him play this tournament, and especially on clay, like I think he really doesn't like clay, which is weird because he hits with so much spin, you'd think he would like the clay. Um, yeah. But, but his I mean, results are not that great on clay lately. I mean, that's just the problem I think a lot of players like. I mean, the two Canadians we were just talking about, Chapo and um, Felix, like, in a sense, their game isn't... I mean, their game is honestly just to hit it really hard. And that's just, on clay, that's just not going to work, you know? I and mean, that was my revelation about Felix, was that he can hit it really hard up the middle of the court. Yeah, he kind of just hits and, it really and hard. He, yeah. And the thing that got us fooled about the Andy Murray match was, was that he was going for the lines in that match. Hmm. But, like, I watched that match um, against the... Who beat him again? Bublik. Bublik, yeah, yeah. And... and Bublik is not a power player. He's a tricky guy, right? And mm. Felix just hit the ball really hard up the middle of the court for however long the match was, and he lost. Like, 
he doesn't actually play as aggressive as his game would make you think he would. Yeah, I there's just no variety. I mean, honestly, that's just what it is. Like, I mean, we yeah, love no variety, and there's no, there's no. He's not going for the lines. He's not trying to win the point. He's still just trying to yeah. kind of rally ball or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, it's very I, weird watching him. Yeah, I mean, I like Felix too a lot, and I'm assuming that's. I I want to say that's maybe something he'll just grow more comfortable. You know, I'm sure he he has a lot more years on the tour, and so. Uh, we'll have to see. It's just development, really. I, I don't. I, I'm not too familiar, honestly. Sometimes with a lot of the players, we come to recognize now how much their game changes over the years. I mean, I know team plays a lot different than he did when he back in like 2017, 2016, when he started to come really into the scene. You know. Do you think um, he's more aggressive now? I, I, I think he just plays smarter. I mean, that's just really what it comes down to, honestly. Sometimes, like, it's it's as simple as just making better decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because, of course, you know, Felix can, he is a professional player. He can kind of, he should be able to do everything, but it's more of how comfortable you are doing it in a high stakes match and how, um, and if you think of like what to, if you think of what to do as the right play, you know, I mean, tennis is so fast paced, most, much like most sports, but tennis is every shot is you have to think, where do you want to hit it? What do you want to do with it? And that's just something that comes with like time, I think. Yeah, you have no time in tennis to uh, think about your actions because you have about two seconds, maybe one second before the ball comes back to you. And the game, the court has completely changed on the other side of the net, Mm -hmm. like within those one one or two seconds. Like it's extremely fast paced. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt of youth for now. Um, I, I, I will say that I don't think, I don't see Felix having many good results on clay anyways, so... As far as like you know, this tournament, uh, or I guess Rome and Hamburg, both pretty disappointing exits, and um, Roland Garros. I mean, I haven't paid too much attention to where he is in the draw. I think he's in teams eight, but I, I mean, I don't know. I don't think he'll make it too far. Probably not past the third round, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, but I yeah, mean, I'm I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in his in his results. Although there I think are he's some, he's not playing up to his game. Yeah, there are some young guys though that I think we should be excited for, especially into going into Roland Garros. Um, I mean, Casper Rude, man, that kid is having quite a run. Yeah, I like his game play. too. Yeah, I really and like his game. You know, he loves that clay. He loves that clay. Honestly, <laughs> he looks so comfortable, like legit. Proper so dirt baller. Yeah, I mean. Of course, in Rome, he played Djokovic in the semis. Um, that's a tough matchup, or I mean, for anyone. So I don't give him too much slack for that. He played. I thought he played well, honestly, in that first set, like really well. Um, he just, he really just couldn't hold on uh, towards the end. And I mean, right now in Hamburg, he's still in the tournament. He's, he just, I mean, he beat Fognini very cleanly today. Didn't he have a good U.S. Open or Cincinnati run too? He did have a good Cincinnati run, I believe. Yes, um, like he—he's been like a, a factor at all the tournaments since uh, you know COVID started. Oh no, it's not, not Cincinnati at the U.S. Open. He made it to U.S. The Open third, third, uh, third round. He lost to Berrettini. Uh, oh, but, that's funny because he beat Berrettini in Rome this week. Yeah, uh, but I think you could tell. I think he just feels more comfortable on clay. Really, uh, I like his his forehand. Yeah, dude, he's he's been he rips that, that thing, yeah, dude. He, he rips it big. Yeah, I I mean I think he's someone that we should kind of look out for as far as Roland Garros. I mean, this isn't I don't think this is a fluke. 
the way he's playing on clay right now. So uh, I'm a little excited to see. I mean, of course, the end of Hamburg for him. I mean, uh, he plays. Uh, I know he beat Fagnini today, and that means he plays. Oh, Hugo Umbert. It's a ripper. Umbert is also a young guy who's also playing really well right now. I mean, he really two big upsets. He beat Medvedev and. So I'm tip my tongue. Vesely? Jerry Vesely? No, not, not him. Um, there's another big win that he got. Um, I'm trying to Oh, you mean in, in Rome? Yeah, in Rome. Yes. Uh, yeah, he did uh, beat someone big. Let's see. Um, trying to remember. Activity. He. He beat Fabio and Kevin Anderson and then lost to Dennis in three sets. Oh, oh, wait, this is... That's a pretty good uh, week. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he lost to Dennis playing really well. That's right. That's yeah, right. And I remember we talked about that because I was worried that Dennis was going to lose that because they played each other last or earlier this year and Umber won. Yeah, that's right. He's um, good, but I think he's just like a... He's someone I really don't like to watch, although he gets some really sharp angles. Yeah, I... I... He, he has no power. That's true. He doesn't. But I mean, on clay, I think you you have more liberty to be creative, you know. Yeah, um, he's he's really good on clay, actually, because he really I mean, really gets some crazy sharp angles on his forehand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he whips the racket so much on it. It's such an interesting shot. It's just those lefties, man. Those lefties play different, I think, in tennis, honestly. Which is ridiculous. It's so weird how lefties in every sport are totally different. Yeah, and the only difference is that they use their left hand versus their right. I mean, at the, when you're at that top like level and quality of play, like minute differences, like like spin on the ball and little things like that, they can really make a difference, honestly, and really throw players off. And so, um, you know, I think he's he's a player that we should also pay a little attention to, honestly. I think. I mean, we'll see how he does against Casper uh, tomorrow. Um, in the quarters, it'll be a pretty a pretty pretty heavyweight matchup against two really young guys kind of on a hot streak i'd say i mean playing really well both of them playing really well so far yeah yeah i mean besides that i mean the typical city pass i think we'll see how he does we have a bautista and rublev playing um, oh bautista's looked really good this week yeah did he play? Uh, he didn't play uh, Rome, did he? Or he, he must have played Rome, but where did he? I don't think it? he did. Strange. Why would he not have played Rome? You're right. He didn't play Rome. I don't know. How odd. I mean, obviously, coming off, honestly, not a disappointing two. Oh, obviously, Cincinnati, he made it to the uh, to the finals. Am I mistaken? Why am I forgetting? I mean, it's the semis, excuse me, against, and then lost to Djokovic, but he's playing really well. We remember oh, yeah. that Medvedev very clearly. Just outplayed Medvedev, really. And, um, right, had a disappointing loss to Pospisil, of all people. Pospisil was playing really well at the U.S. Open. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I don't, I don't like Rublev on clay either, honestly. I'm surprised he got this far. I think he just, oh, he played two American players. Tommy Paul yeah, and I don't Sangre. like him or Medvedev on yeah. clay. Or Hatchinov, really. I don't like any Man, of them on clay. The Russians, it's, too, uh, it's not cold enough. Yeah, I think you bring on the cold, more yeah. snow. They need to play some sun snow, I think. <laughs> so I, I think it should be an easy win for Odegut. But I mean, I guess we'll find out. I mean, Hamburg. I mean, it might. It's a, it's a five hundred tournament, so not small. But 
Um, I think a lot of people have their eyes on Roland Garros at this point in time. Yeah. Well, should we point our eyes on Roland Garros now? I think so, yeah. I think so, too. Have you had a chance to look at the draw? I briefed it over, and my initial impression was the bottom half is way harder than the top. And I forgot I, yeah. if it was Rafa or Team, who I thought had a ridiculously hard draw. I, it was Team. I know a lot of people have said the same thing. Oh, yes, I mean, team, team. Because he has to play Rafa in the in the. No, he'd play them in the semis. In the semis. But right. then he plays like Zverev in the quarter. Uh, yeah. I got to look at it. But anyway, I thought, yeah. I thought one of those two had a really hard draw. Yeah. I thought Novak's draw was a cakewalk, especially considering that Tsitsipas mm-hmm. has not been very good on clay. Medvedev is not good on clay. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, those were my initial impressions. What were yours? Yeah. Um, I, 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 I think I have the same impressions as basically anyone who looked at the draw today. I mean, everyone has basically... Anyone with team. eyes? Yeah, t- anyone with a brain. <laughs> <laughs> Um, team has by far the hardest draw out of, I guess, out of three favorites. I mean, I'm just talking about Djokovic, Team, and Nadal. So Team has the mm-hmm. hardest draw. Nadal has a semi-difficult draw, and then Djokovic with basically, a, a, you could argue, a free ticket <laughs> to the finals. Um, so I mean, you know, as a Team fan, it hurts. I mean, because um, if we look at potential matchups that he has to play up to Roland Garros, it's pretty much. Seven matches, or I think he has to play seven, right? Is it how many? Yeah, there? every slam yeah. is seven. Seven, and it's it's gonna be it very well could tilt the other way. Of course, he's probably favored in every match, but regardless, it's much tougher. I mean, we go through the list. He already has to play Marin Cilic, a Grand Slam champ or a Slam champion in the first round. Uh, he has to play him again. Actually, he played him at the U.S. Open already. Um, then he has to probably play Opelka in the second round. Or oh, Tommy Paul. Uh, and not in the second. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, and okay. the problem with that is, I will say, obviously, it's better on clay, but against a big server in general, it's you don't, you know, it's not someone really you want to play in the first couple of rounds because big servers have a chance to really <sighs> swing the door open just because they can hold serve fairly easily most of the time. Um, Yo, this draw is straight fucked, actually. I just, yeah. I just pulled it up finally, and... Oh my god. I mean, he has an informed Casper Rude in his eighth. He has Felix. So which he, would... yeah, he has Casper Rude in the third round? Third round. Yeah, potentially the third round. I mean, while Rinka and Murray play first round in his eighth. That's brutal, I mean, too. Yeah, I mean, potentially might have to play Wawrinka or Murray. Schwartzman, I, I think, got is in Wawrinka. eighth. I think I got Wawrinka playing team in the round of 16. And in the quarter, I have him playing. Chorich or Schwartzman. Yeah. And I mean, even Dominic Kofer took a set off of uh, um, Joe Novak. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, this, I mean, yeah, uh, as far as like the, his eighth, I think it's people that he is a little uh, unhappy with seeing. But, you know, he's coming off the biggest win of his life. So I hope he comes into form here, you know, and he yeah. loves Clay. So I, I still have him. I actually think he can get through that. Yeah, Yeah, I I do too. He's he's good enough to get through that for sure. I do too. I'm obviously something to worry about is how gassed he might be because I mean might have to drop a set here and there and play longer matches. But why would he be gassed? 
Well, I mean, just playing tougher matches in general will just exude exert more energy oh i see what you're saying like he's just he's got tougher opponents so he's gonna spend more time on court yeah but you know he's still young and he's like he's like a you know workhorse i think he'll be fine yeah i mean a little worried seeing him cramp so hard at the u.s open though so (laughs) yeah that was yeah what a shitty man so i mean we'll we'll see we'll we'll see how uh he looks on clay of course we all know team loves clay but this is the first time we'll see him on clay um you know, after playing a lot of hardcore matches. So. Yeah. Yeah, but um, as far as I don't, I don't know, have you had a chance to look at Nadal's? Um, Nadal's looks, uh, it looks somewhat difficult if... No, I don't see anything in his uh, 16th? No, his 8th. I don't see anything in his 8th that's worrisome. I think yeah. the only thing in in his quarter is, that's somewhat worrisome is Severev. Right, I agree. Actually, yeah, I... the only reason I thought his draw was hard was because he had team in his half. That's right. He, he's they're in the same because I think he's half. gonna smoke every single person in here. Also, bro, why is Benoit's why is Benoit Pair's name in the fucking draw, bro? <laughs> Get hey, he's trying to play every out of here, bro. He's, he's, he's single-handedly match. spreading COVID to Europe. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh my God. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't see anything. Rafa's quarter actually looks pretty easy. This second quarter with uh, Medvedev and Sitsipas is just like a complete toss-up, and you got um, Shapo in there, which makes it interesting. You have Dimitrov, who he might, you know, he could get hot, I guess. Sitsipas, who's probably the favorite to come out of it. Yeah, I I would say. I mean, so playing. I well, would it, love to see Shapo versus Sitsipas. That'd be fun. But I, I think, um, I think Sitsipas just has a bigger variety of shots. That's what makes him a little bit dangerous. Honestly, I think he he can incorporate a lot of like stuff into his play. So I think, and as, as far as clay, I I don't favor players like. Chapo. I mean, we talked about Chapo. We talked about Fios. I mean, Diminor, like players like that. I just on clay, man, they are just gonna struggle, honestly. Yeah, they can't. They can't hit. They can't use their weapons kind of to their advantage on clay. But um, I think we get to see. I mean, as far as other players, notable Dude, players, the method of eighth is ridiculously toss up. It's really funny that like Medvedev, Basilashvili. And Rublev are all in the same eighth because they're all players that are just terrible on clay. Yeah. And then you have yeah. Dusan Lajevic, who actually might make it to the, that eighth. Yeah, maybe. I mean, honestly, someone he I might be say, the best one in there on clay. That's true. Although I will say, I was very um, surprised with Pospisil's play at the US Open. And I think that's someone that we shouldn't cut out. I mean, he plays Berrettini in this first round, but. I don't know, man. I can he beat Berrettini and kind of make this bracket interesting? I don't know, honestly. But I don't think so. Not on clay. That's, that's true. Maybe not on clay. But Berrettini is not very good on clay either. So there's some decent players in this eighth below Novak here, but um, <laughs> none of them are beating Novak, so yeah. it doesn't matter. <sighs> But yeah, Batista once it gets under, Gu- 
I mean, yeah, I was thinking of a good. Yeah, I think that's a good one to look out for. Um, Honestly, I think he's gonna he's gonna take that quarter, and then he's gonna get his uh, his ass whooping from Novak, and then everything is normal. (laughs) And everything is normal. Everything is normal. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anything too much to talk about. I mean, right before it's or before it starts, so we'll see. I I hope Sitsipas is able to bring a good showing, and even hopefully bring home this German Open here. So, um, yeah, I'd love to see that too. I feel like his game would actually be good on clay too. Yeah, I think I, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm trying to look at his, let me look at his results on clay, uh, in at least the recent years. I know he's been rough on clay, he's gotten to a couple finals. He's won Madrid, no? I, man, I'm a little, I don't think so. I think he beat Rafa and then lost to Novak. Ah, I see, man, that's tough. Yeah, yeah, but Miami. I, I want to say he probably is fine on clay. Like he has no problem with it, you know. So, um, I expect him to do well. Uh, he had a uh, really good match, like match of the year, almost last year. That was uh, Walrinka Tsitsipas in the fourth round at the French. Mm-hmm. I think he's a decent clay quarter, and I think he'll get better on the surface. Maybe last week was a fluke because. Uh, I mean, he's pretty deep, and well, I guess he hasn't played anyone too much of note in Hamburg yet. But uh, yeah. he's someone to watch out for. Yeah. So once everything's got underway, I think we'll have a better idea. I mean, there's I know Gail Monfils had a pretty horrible exit from uh, Rome. I mean, he got knocked out. I say like first round, maybe even. It was early. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know if he yeah. played Rome, but he got uh, knocked out of Hamburg. Or oh, excuse me, Hamburg. Hamburg yeah. and. He plays Alexander Bublik, who just came off a, a pretty big win. So uh, that'll be a tough match, first round matchup. Maybe something to even watch, honestly. Mm-hmm. But Bublik's always fun, and he mm-hmm. throws in a lot of wild, you know, like underhand serves and drop shots, and he plays different from most people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know Yannick Sinner and David Goffin is a pretty good first round matchup as well. Probably not something Goffin wanted to see. Yeah, or or Sinner. That's true. But Sinner, I think Sinner, in a sense, the underdog has less to lose, though, in that kind of situation, right? So, yeah. I think uh, it's kind of whoever the, like, the top tier players don't want to see, honestly, sometimes. Yeah. You want to do uh, a quarterfinal? No, pick the winner out of each quarter. Okay. Your projected uh, a, quarterfinals, I guess, is what I'm asking. Let me get a better uh, uh, draw picture. picture. Yeah, I there's a good one on Reddit. Ah, okay. That's that's. I I was looking at the official draw and I was like, this is way too hard to see anything. Yeah, I think it's hard to see where the partitions are in um uh huh uh-huh. on the the official Roland Garros website. So let me pull this one up. I let's it's see. like the fifth post down. All right, perfect. Okay, uh, yeah, we could do quarters. You want to do quarters? Yeah, we'll do quarters. I got Novak, mm-hmm. and I got uh, Roberto Batista Goot. The first two. Uh, I'm not going to be hasty with my decision. Man, I don't know, dude. I, sometimes I want to just, for some reason, part of me wants to. No, I was going to pick Corino Busta almost, man. That guy has thoroughly impressed me, honestly. Yeah. I think he was open, but I think I will take a good because I also like Batista Agut a lot. I think 
just his patience, especially on clay, is really going to just help him a lot, honestly. Mm-hmm. The way he plays the game. Uh, and his, yeah, his eighth of the bracket isn't too tough. I mean, yeah. He's got a lot of players that can be neutralized by clay court. Yeah, I agree. All right. Yeah. Next two, I got. <laughs> wow. This one is just such a fucking toss up this first quarter. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, not quarters. We're doing our eighths right now. Well, the quarters okay. is eights, no? Or quarterfinals yeah. is. Oh no. It's eights. It's... You're picking oh, eight okay, players. Yeah, I'm tripping. Yeah. I'm tripping. Okay, cool. All right, so, wow. This first one I've got... Dude, I can't say Dusan Lajevic because I've never seen him do anything good at a slam. <laughs> but do I got... I think I have Dusan Lajevic. I am going to go... I also don't want to go Dusan Lajevic. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going to it pick... It feels wrong. I'm going to pick Rublev. Um, Rublev? Yes, I'm going to pick Rublev out of this eighth. I think Rublev has the best... I mean, I don't love him on clay, but I think he's... He's honestly played fine uh, from what I've seen in the Rome and stuff like that, so I think he'll be okay. And he's, I, I actually favor him over Medvedev on clay. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm picking Rublev. Out of the okay. Yeah. This one's also... This next one's hard, but for different reasons. Yeah. I, I think it should... I mean, I think You'd have to have like a hunch if you don't pick Sitsipas, I think. Like you've had got a favorite. You either like Shapo a lot, maybe some people like Dimitrov. But I think Sitsipas has got to be the correct choice here. I think Sitsipas, if he makes it to the third round, he'll win his eighth. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't, if he loses, I mean, okay, if he loses early, he's obviously not going to get there. Yeah. But um, I think he he needs to pick up a little momentum, and then he'll start getting rolling. You know. Right. Okay. Yeah, so we got... Who do you have for that top one there? Rublev. And I had Lajevich, and then we both have Tsitsipas. Although, I got my eye on Chapo. Yeah, I mean, always, right? Always. Always. Always watching. El Chapo Jr. (laughs) El Chapo Jr. This is an interesting one, this next one. Man, wait, Monfils is ranked that highly? He's eighth in this. See, that I don't think his play has been good enough that, to look Yeah, like that, that is. Lately. I mean, of course, I mean, knocked out first round, so we haven't really seen much of him. Oh, actually, also at the t- Rome, he also got knocked out first round. So that's I got pretty Schwartzman. bad. What's I'm sorry? I got Schwartzman. I also have Schwartzman. I think it's hard to ignore his results at Rome. So, yeah. uh, yes, I will take Schwartzman as well in here at this bracket. Yeah, Monfils, like, my problem with his game has always been that he um, he doesn't attack enough. Like, all he does is just ba- baseline rally with people. That's right. And he's it not almost great, hurts to yeah. watch him play. It's also, it's also not great. He doesn't even have the greatest ground strokes. I think he just, he loves to chase the ball. That's what he does. He loves to run and chase the ball. He loves the so, game for, for athletic sake. Yeah, like it's almost like he's, he wants, he's trying to like play catch the ball, like a dog almost. <laughs> like, like he loves like putting as much distance between him and the ball and just catching it and be able to either like, sl- like go for it and just slam a winner or like, I don't know, man. He's, I almost think he plays for high life. It's like Benoit Bear almost. 
Are you saying he's playing fetch out there? Yeah, I I mean, I don't know. I think that's... It's like he plays so far back in the baseline in, like, a bad way. Not, like, a team Medvedev way, but, like, like his own way. Yeah. No no, no hate for Monfils, though. I mean, of course, Monfils is a funny guy, and he obviously enjoys it's his time. a human highlight reel. Yeah, but I don't... I mean, at this point, especially, he's getting up there in age. I just... He's more there for uh, the showmanship, I want to say, so... Yeah. You know, we'll see. He's, I don't I, consider him a threat at any tournament except like a really small 250. Yeah, I think if he loses to Alexander Bublik, I would not be surprised at all. I might even say Bublik's probably favorite. That's the type of guy that would that might cause him. Actually, no, he would love to play Bublik. What am I saying? A lot of drop Although, shots and stuff. He'll have the fans though, right? Or you're saying a thousand fans or a thousand? Oh yeah. So the so, France. Yeah, home court. All right, so we got Schwartzman and we got team. Yeah, uh, yeah, no. team here. Although tough draw, man. I just look at this. Yeah, that's a tough Marenka, one. I mean, Kopfer even, Felix, Casper. Yeesh, not looking good. But okay, yeah, I think team. Luckily, Clay's his favorite surface, so I think he'll be okay. I hope he'll be okay. Mm-hmm. This next one is pretty interesting too. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I feel like I sh- we should take Zverev. Um, I, I think last year he made it to the quarters here. Yeah. I, w- I want to say that Zverev is going to play with a lot of vengeance. That's why, you know, like coming off. Um, I mean, you know, he made it to the finals, which is great for his career and great for him at this point in time. But uh, pretty as far as just looking at just the match, a pretty disappointing finish um, in the finals. And I want to say he's probably. I want. I hope, and I really hope he does come into this tournament really uh, confident and really expecting himself to win. Like I, I want to see I, him I, fiery. Yeah, I want to see him like uh, like upset almost that he lost the U.S. Open and come in and just mm-hmm. just start. I don't know. Just start playing. Really. I mean, I'll take Zverev in this eighth. I mean, it's not an upset by any means, but I think he will play. I hope he plays really well. I uh, I think it'll go one of two ways for him. He'll either come come back and just be completely deflated at the first sight of like, oh my god, I'm losing my first round match, mm-hmm. or he's gonna come out firing and just like fuck it, you know, I gotta stop being like so soft and choke all the time. I'm just gonna fucking play my game because obviously it's a good game and it got me to the U.S. Open final. Yeah, I got. I got Goffin here, though. Damn, interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I think Sinner is a tough matchup for him. Like, I, I almost even want to say that Sinner could beat Goffin in that first round, like legitly. He could. Yeah, Yeah, but if he if he gets past Sinner, he's. I think that's gonna be his toughest match. That's true. I think it will be his toughest match as well. But until Zverev. Yeah. But I I have a feeling Zverev might not make it to that match. Yeah, I think I think he's gonna be fired up because he's playing. Uh, he's playing another Austrian. He's gonna get his Austrian revenge <laughs> on that first round. I think he's gonna go ham, honestly. So Novak. I, yeah, <laughs> the, the Austrian Novak, Novak. Joke. Oh, Dennis. <laughs> yeah. So I I think his better should make it out here. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And then Bro, Rafa's draw. Look at the look at the how many qualifiers there's. Four? Oh, they, all of them have four, huh? 
Yeah, I think that's that's they at least have the balance about that way. I'm pretty sure. No, but they Rafa, don't. Oh, they don't. They don't. No, really? no, no. The qualifiers don't have to be balanced out like that. No. Interesting. Look at um, like the second page of the draw. There's only two qualifiers on that whole page. Hmm. So, yeah. Anyway, Rafa's is looking yeah. pretty. Yeah. I mean, actually, looking at it, Rafa might have just as easy of a draw as Djokovic, honestly. Um, yeah, it's very complicated. Yeah, the only difference exactly. is the team and the semi. Yeah, all the all, like a lot of the players got stuck in like the middle of the the brackets here, like the middle brackets. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is not. A, I mean, uh, Nishikori has been playing pretty pretty bad. I mean, this has come back, and I think he's just struggling right now. Um, I mean, yeah, John Isner, big server is always like could be trouble. Fagnini, yeah, pretty easy draw for Rafa as well. I think it's something. I mean. He should easily sweep through because I will say one thing that, um, uh, of course, the greats don't really do this, but what Rafa doesn't do, and I'm afraid that team does a lot, is that Rafa doesn't play. He doesn't really play to his opponent's level, if that makes sense. He always plays at his best when he can. Oh, That's yeah, why yeah. he ended up with so many 6-1s, 6-2s, you know? But team, like sometimes in his head, he just, you know, lets it makes he him go takes, to tie break. He just yeah. like cruises, yeah. Yeah, I, that's a little worrisome for me. But luckily, he has a. T- I mean, luckily, unluckily, he has a tough draw um, this tournament. So maybe he'll be on on his toes. So yeah, it'll get him uh, fired up early. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. Novak does that too. He'll just like kind of cruise, and mm-hmm. then when it's like crunch time, you know, it's like four. Mm, he's up five four. The other guy's serving. He'll get his break. You know? Yeah. I'm going to end the set here this time. Or it's a tie break. Okay. I'm not going to lose this tie break. Yeah. Players he, like he, him. He turns it on when when it's necessary. And then otherwise, he just kind of cruises. Yeah. I think like players like him, Medvedev, like they're okay with winning sets by just getting that one break. Like all they need mm-hmm. is one break mm-hmm. to win a set. And they just kind of wait. That's why you see, I feel like you see a lot of 6 4, 7 5 set wins. 6 3. Yeah. Like those guys. Like. Mm-hmm. I you know I will say that's the strategy you know it's not nothing out of the ordinary that's, that's all you need like literally right. ideal tennis there you know you're not over exerting yourself you're just doing the bare minimum to get the win mm-hmm. yeah uh, I'm just a little worried because well as far as just talking about these top players team I don't know I feel like he goes to tie breaks so often he just I don't know why I just um, I don't know his style of play or how he just mentally is prepared, but I mean he he tends to win a lot of tie breaks. I will say that, but he just doesn't. Uh, he just goes to a lot of tie breaks. I'm not sure yeah, why. He doesn't try to avoid them. Yeah, like he's like I don't know. I mean, he must have played like a, a over five type or over five tie breaks at the least at the U.S. Open. I don't know if we get a count on that, but how's we'll his um, return of serve stats? Is he like known as a good return of serve or team? Yeah. I think he is because one, obviously, he stands so far in the bit behind the line. I think it's hard for him to not get to most of them. I mean, he'll obviously get A's sometimes, but I think he actually enjoys receiving more than serving. Actually, hmm. um, I mean, I think this just caters to more to his style. He just likes to hit baseline strokes. Honestly, yeah. big guns from the baseline. Yeah, but Roland Garros right. coming up. Soon. Be fun. Um, all right, you want to do 
semis and then final and then wrap this thing up. Let's do it. Okay, I got uh, Novak. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, no, I wait, are we doing the whole thing? No, we're doing uh, just the semis, right? Yeah, semis. Okay, yeah. let me uh, let me go back to the front page. Uh, who do we? I had Novak. So whoever you picked yeah. in your quarterfinals. Yeah, I'm going yeah. Novak as well. Yeah. Okay, next next one I got uh Dissipas, I guess. Yeah. You're not going Leovich? Do son. No, I'm not going Do Son. No way, Jose, not in the semi. Yeah, I'm going Sitsubas as well. Okay. And then we got team and Rafa, right? You know, you know, thinking about it though, we obviously picked the top seeds and quite frankly the favorites in each of the their respective fourths. Yeah. But Honestly, how many times does it really end up that way? I it honestly, doesn't. I know. Exactly. It, so You kind of feel stupid doing it because yeah. you know it's not going to happen. But like it, when you look at the draw, you're like, how can they not? So it's almost like if you know you're going to lose, in this case, like uh, hitting the wrong people uh, for the semis, um, should we be going on a limb here and picking our dark Yeah, let's horses? just pick our, yeah. let's pick our, our wild card in this, yeah. in this uh, semi pick this one. Yeah, because I want to say that, let's be honest, that, like, we expect these players to get there, but every tournament, you know, Someone one of them, maybe out. two, don't make it, you know, because something crazy happens. And I want to say that upset, as far as what we picked so far, is going to come in the Tsitsipas uh, section, or the... Ooh, I don't want to say the team section. I'm a little worried, because I kind of want to, but I don't want to say it, just so it don't make it, ha- so it doesn't happen. But I think the Zverev yeah. section as well um, would probably. So okay, so so if we're doing this, the dark horse pick two. So we both said Sitsipas, but who's your dark horse for this semi? Um, I think my dark horse. I have for Shap, the... which is not I... really a dark horse pick to be honest, but yeah, but it's uh, like not the favorite pick. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I want to say Dimitrov. I think I, I looked at him yeah. too. I looked at him too. I think Dimitrov I can make it to the. I mean, looking at who he plays, I mean, I'm not really. I don't know much about who's Greg, Gregor Barreri. Barrer? Barrer. Yeah, I will be honest. I don't know who that guy is. That's Ferrer's <laughs> cousin. David Ferrer? I'm just joking. Oh, I was like, Barrer? Barrer? You're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been. Mind blowing, <laughs> but I mean, and he probably plays Sosa in the second round. Steve Johnson, maybe in the. Th- I mean, maybe Carbeas. I mean, in in all in all senses, I mean, Chapo is his toughest guy to play up till Sitsipas, and I think Sitsipas could possibly lose to even like Pablo Cuevas, Cuevas in it, honestly. So, um, things could sh- be shaken up like that, and I think Dimitrov could possibly make it to the quarters possible and, and then to play and then he might even play against i mean you said Dusan Leovich. he might play andre rublev and that really could t- book him a ticket to the semis honestly yeah he, i want to say when he came back from um having covid and he and he started playing the uts tournament or is that right the uts what was the uh-huh. yeah he he looks pretty like off of his game but i feel like he started to pick it up i mean he got knocked out um he He's did trying get to knocked- get his routine wins again. Yeah, he did get knocked out against Chapo, actually, funny enough, it at uh at the Italian Open. But Yeah, I watched that. That was a good match. 
But I mean, he really played well against Sinner. I mean, he did. It did take him like seven match points or something, I think, uh, against Sinner. But um, he made it through, and I think he's starting to find his groove. And I really could see him making it to the like. If I saw him in the semis, I'd be like, I didn't expect that, but I'm not surprised. Kind of deal. Mm. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I saw his name too there too. He'd be the only other one that I would probably pick for the dark horse. Yeah. Um, okay. Next semi I have team. Yes, I have team. And, and dark horse I will go with uh, I'll go Borna Chorich. Borna Chorich, <laughs> yep. You're going Borna, huh? I'm going Borna, yeah. Wait, this is for to play Semi. in the semis against team? No, no, no. Like he would if I'm picking someone to beat team. Oh, oh, oh I see, I see. In this quarter of the draw, it uh-huh. would be Borna Chorich. If I'm gonna pick someone to beat team, I don't think team will lose. Actually, like, I don't either. Of course, of but... course it's, but if honestly, I think if it were to be someone, I legitly think it's gonna be someone like. Casper Rude, that guy is playing really well, and I could, I, I please, I hope I didn't speak into existence, but I mean, someone like Casper <laughs> Rude could knock him out in like the third round, honestly. Yeah, Alrenka is also a name to watch, and That's true. I guess Diego is too. But I don't know, man. This one, I can't see anyone beating Team. Yeah, I hope not. I really Rafa. hope, hope it didn't just jinx them. But yeah, I agree. And uh, I got uh, in Rafa's my dark horse is COVID nineteen, aka Ben Mape, because <laughs> <laughs> nothing's gonna stop Rafa from winning this semi. This it would have to the take draws getting his. COVID. Yeah, it would yeah. take COVID. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're just making like out of the eight, I'm just gonna pick Zverev. I guess I don't know. Maybe Sinner, Yannick Sinner. I guess he's my okay. Out of, going on a limb, Yannick Sinner. Monsieur Italian. No. Um, no. Uh, okay, so we've got that. You got who you got in the final? Um, I got. I. Oh, you go first. I have. You know, I'm gonna say Team Djokovic. I think Team can beat Nadal. I think he can do it. Uh, I, I, wow. I mean, you're totally right there. He could. No, I got Novak Nadal, I think, though. You got Novak Nadal, huh? I got Novak winning the title, but I'm not feeling too good about that right now. And I have team going back to back. Damn. Young money. I got him going back to back. They don't want to see him repeat. They don't want to see him repeat. That's what happened. Come on. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. We'll have to do a, a midweek after the first week and then, uh, you know, end of week and another midweek and then end of tournament. Yeah. Hopefully you can get a couple in for this for the second Grand Slam. I mean, Grand Slam is a pretty big deal. Yeah. I'm glad we got a Grand Slam tennis back. It feels yeah. uh, real and big again. Yeah. Although I will say Roland Garros is probably my least favorite, I think. Out of the yeah, I agree. Group but, the, you know, I feel like the lack of 
Mm, variety on the clay is a little boring to watch at times. Yeah, but for my boy team, because he, I know he loves that. He loves that saying, that dirt. So no. uh, I'll root. I'll root for him at Roland Garros at the very least. Nice. All right. Well, I say we wrap this thing up. Yep. All right. All right. Over and out. Shout out to the Philippines. We love you. Shout out. All right. Bye. All right. Late.